shorthanded breakaway. Zach Hyman for the lead. Shoots and scores. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, left circle. Cross ice, one-timer score. This game is tied. Leon Dreisaitl. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Looking forward to this Oil Kings game of Rogers Place tonight. The Oil Kings taking on the Regina Pats, who are led by Connor Bedard, the phenom, the projected number one overall pick in the 2023 NHL draft. This game starts in about an hour. I'm looking forward to seeing Bedard play here against the Oil Kings, who are 0-2 to start the season. A couple of tough losses in a home-and-home with Red Deer back on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, we got a lot to preview tonight. Tomorrow, the Oil will be here against the Calgary Flames game four of their preseason the Oilers are one and two they've been shut out uh, shut out in two consecutive games but probably we expect we're going to see the big guns tomorrow McDavid Nugent Hopkins Dreisaitl Hyman Kane Nurse CC Campbell all expected to make their preseason debuts for the Oilers it's on 630 Chad 530 for the face-off show the game will start at seven Saturday we got a double header 1230 is the countdown to kickoff the game play-by-play with Morley and Dave is at 2 from the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. The Elks against the Montreal Alouettes. We'll have Elks linebacker Trey Watson on the show a little bit later on. And then we'll uh, bring you the Elks game. Then 5.30, an abbreviated face-off show. Oilers at Winnipeg in a preseason game. That is at uh, 6 o'clock on Saturday. And uh, then, oh, by the way, you probably know the Toronto Raptors are playing an exhibition game here at Rogers Place on Sunday. We will have a member of the Raptors on the show one hour from now. Delano Banton is going to join me, Canadian kid from Toronto, going into his second season in the NBA. In fact, he's the first ever Canadian drafted by the Raptors. He has a pretty incredible story, and uh, you will get to meet him. Uh, U of A hockey starting up this weekend. We'll have the uh, captain of the, the regular season starting up this weekend. We'll have the captain of the Golden Bears on the show as well. We had another uh, incredible story uh, related to uh, something at the Edmonton International Film Festival. That's between seven. We got we got a lot. We're going to have fun, and I'm going to keep an eye on the game for you here between the Oil Kings and the Pats. Thanks a lot for checking out the show. So here's the deal for the Oilers. Uh, we are going through the preseason, and uh, I described last night's game as a mundane hockey game between the Oilers and the Flames. Um, perhaps that might be the overall theme of the early preseason so far. The Oilers did win on Sunday night. Uh, they lost in Seattle. They uh, lost to Calgary last night. They Did they have a grade-A scoring chance last night? Maybe a couple B-pluses. Um, you know, Calgary gets to four goals. They had the better lineup. Tomorrow, we expect the Oilers to have the better lineup. It is a very strange in the preseason. And, if, I mean, look, if you follow hockey, you've, you've been well, some of you might not follow the preseason, I should say. So, so some of you probably follow the NHL regular season and the playoffs, and maybe it's just it's for some of you, it's assumed you don't follow the uh, the preseason. It, it it's it becomes increasingly bizarre to me the the longer I have covered it in person, uh, which is this is now my tenth season of doing this exact job, and it's it's important for a very small percentage of the players. And, and I'm not saying that the, all the players don't get up for it or anything like that. If there's a game, 
players want to win. Players have something to prove. The the players who are going to be in the American Hockey League, they're thinking down the road, maybe, maybe, maybe. I keep scrapping. I, I, I play well in the preseason. I have a good regular season in the AHL. Maybe I get that NHL contract. Of, of course it's all relevant to that. Um, I, I'm starting to increasingly wonder if we need eight games to figure that out. And some teams are playing only six. Uh, the Oilers are playing eight. The Flames are playing eight. Uh, Seattle and Winnipeg, who the Oilers have played, are only playing six each. Um, if it, do, do we need these games to sort things out? Be, be, this many games just to sort things out. Um, you know, if Dylan Holloway is going to push on the roster, does it matter if he plays uh, six games or five? Five games or four? I I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe I'll uh, ask Ken Hall on some of these questions someday. But <laughs> but it, it it's it becomes a little bit like I said, it was a mundane game. We're going to see the big guys in the lineup tomorrow. And as I've told you earlier on this show, if if Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl or Nugent Hopkins or or one of the big guys or players last night, for, I mean, Huberdeau was in, Kadri was in, if, if they have an off night in the preseason, really, who cares? Well, maybe some of you would care. Maybe some, maybe your hair would be on fire. It wouldn't for me. Like I, I think we know how the high-end guys around the league are going to perform. They need some games to tune up, and probably for most of them, three would be enough. I, I would think three would be enough. They've been skating for a long time. They're in shape. They're incredibly healthy, all that kind of stuff. They've been doing the captain skates, the informal skates. Th- they know what to do. So... We're watching players who are, are jockeying for position. But the thing is, that jockeying continues once the season starts. Okay, if Dylan Holloway isn't quite good enough to be on the opening day roster, and after a month in the American Hockey League, he's at two points a game, well, okay, he's, he's, he's coming up. And then you just kind of forget about the preseason a little bit. The preseason is relevant, and we talk about it because it's all we have to talk about right now. It is, But it, it becomes the most quickly forgotten thing ever once we get into games that count. And Rob and I were talking about this after the, the game last night. This The star or one of the storylines for last year's preseason was Brendan Perlini who, uh, what did he get, six goals in the in the preseason for the Oilers? Now, he did it. You, you have to do it, and you have to be rewarded for that. And he was, but as the season wore on, he, he was playing for the Oilers less and less and finished the year in the minors. And, uh, you know, now he, he doesn't have a contract. So the, the, we, we kind of already know who these players are. But the, I think maybe the storylines with the younger players are more interesting. I mean, Holloway is interesting because someday the Oilers need him on the team. They spent a first-round draft pick on the kid. You know, he's been through the surgeries. He's been trying to fight back. Uh, he's relevant. And, and you look at younger players and you probably say, okay, well, we, we don't know what his uh, ceiling is yet. How good can he be? Maybe we don't, you know, he's not going to be a 50-goal scorer, but you look at Holloway, how, 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 up high, how high up in the lineup can he play? How good a complementary player could he be to McDavid, Dreisaitl, and some of the other guys? Brendan Perlini has a big preseason, and Rob and I did talk about this last year. Okay, good, but the previous year he was not in the National Hockey League. So, you know, how much is he really going to be able to establish himself? Anyway, it's just something I've been thinking about. I I get the sense, I could be wrong, because my sense is not always the most sensical thing, but I get the sense most of you are probably like, 
okay, cool, there's preseason games, I'll, but I'll, I'll really glue my eyeballs to the screen or my ears to the radio once it starts. By the way, that's a figure of speech, Derek Scott back at the 630 Shed Broadcasting Compound. We do not encourage anybody to actually glue their ears to the radio. Oh, I'll put the glue away then. <laughs> he, was, he was reaching into the, into the utility drawer. It's here somewhere. Where, where's the, what is it, LePage, LePage? Yeah, that's I, something that like that. Kids? Yeah, that's the stuff. Glue, who makes the glue sticks? Those uh, yellow and black glue sticks. Yeah, the ones where you got to twist off the, the, yeah, the you top twist and the glue. It. It's almost like lipstick, I think. Yeah, oh, I can't remember. We'll have to Google it. <laughs> yeah, that's. That, I'm not doing an off-topic topic on glue. That could go in a <laughs> yeah. variety of. Uh, <laughs> That'll get dangerous. directions. <laughs> all right. If uh, anybody wants to get in touch tonight. Well, first of all, if you're coming to the Oil Kings game, when you get to your seats, just wave. <laughs> I'm the little dot at the very top up from the penalty box. <laughs> I Somebody that I'm an acquaintance of was at the Oilers uh, Jets game <laughs> the other day and it was sitting like right behind the Jets bench. And it was like, hey, are you on the media level? I'm like, yeah. Are you up from the penalty box? I said, yeah. And then she was like, I cannot see you. I was like, no, don't don't feel bad. It's a long way away. Uh, anyway, you can wave to me if you're going to be in Rogers Place tonight. You can call 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D. W-I-L-K-I-N-S, and you can email the old program, Inside Sports, at 630Ched.com. So anyway, with the Oilers, they've been shut out two consecutive games. So, of course, Jay Woodcroft was uh, asked today to assess his team's offensive performance. Well, obviously, there's room for improvement. When you didn't score a goal while on the road, uh, there's room for improvement. I thought, um, you know, it wasn't for lack of chances. We did have some chances in both games. And, uh, you know, we, we lacked some finishers in the lineup, like you mentioned. But I think uh, there are some tactics and some things that we're focusing on to draw a little bit more offense um, out of the whole group. Um, you know, as I said last night after the game, I thought there were some positives. I thought we competed very hard in a tough building. And, um, you know, we, once we got our sea legs it, under us, it was uh, the game was in question there for a little bit. And I felt the team that would score the first goal would would um, certainly set themselves up. Uh, unfortunately, that wasn't us, but we competed very hard right to the end of the game. And uh, I thought, we uh, took some lessons into our practice day, had a really good practice, and we're going to uh, have a really good game tomorrow night. All right, Calgary tomorrow night here at Rogers Place. The uh, Oilers making some moves today, thinning it out a little bit. Matvey Petrov goes back to North Bay in the Ontario Hockey League. He had a huge season there last year, later round pick, but uh, someone to keep an eye on, I think. Uh, Tyler Tulio, Ryan Fanti, Philip Engeras, Dino Kambitz, Darian Kelb, and Yanni Caldas all going to Bakersfield. So that is a total of seven players leaving Oilers camp. One back to his junior team, the other guys to Bakersfield, and Woodcroft says you can expect more cutdowns after Saturday's game. Yeah, I think it, you almost look at uh, training camp in three stages, right? Like the we had the first three days of practice, and then the first two games, and then there was an off day. And then you go through um, the next the next phase, which will probably take us till Sunday. 
and then uh, and then that last week is when you're you're starting to narrow really narrow. Uh, there might be some people here or there um, get announced over the next couple of days, um, but yeah, that's how we look at it. We look at it in three different phases: the first kind of five or six, then you get to the Sunday, and then you have that last week with three games in it. Okay. So uh, yeah, and then next week they play the Canucks a couple times, and then and then Seattle, all leading up to that regular season opener against the Canucks. I could also tell you today that the uh, Blue Jays are in the playoffs, even though they are idle today. They qualify because uh, Boston beat Baltimore this afternoon, so the Blue Jays are in. Don't know yet who they're going to play. Thursday night football in the NFL. It is uh, Miami, 3-0 and Miami. They beat the uh, Bills on the weekend there, and they're going to take on the Bengals. A little disappointing start for them after going to the Super Bowl last season. They are 1-2. and two. As for your Edmonton Elks, the uh, Kenny Lawler's coming back. Kenny Lawler's coming back, the uh, big play receiver. He is going to help if he's feeling 100%. Head coach Chris Jones was asked what Lawler is telling him about his ankle. He says he's fine. I talked to him, you know, pre-practice here. I told him to be smart on it today, but he's, uh, you know, he ran routes really well. He, he uh, looks as if he's, you know, all of his speed is there. Uh, we really did a lot of plays, you know, day day A when we came back to work our conditioning after six days off. So that was good for him and beneficial as well. All right. The Elks uh, still alive for the playoffs. They need help. It's got to start the, well, they, they got it started a little bit by beating the Riders two weeks ago. They need the Riders to lose to Winnipeg tomorrow, and then they got to beat Montreal, and then it might get really interesting. All right, Oil Kings getting ready to go. Their play-by-play voice, Andrew Peard, is up next. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Okay, oh, there it is on the screen. Perfect timing. The personal goal songs for the Oil Kings players. We talked about that last week on the show. Pretty fun. Oil Kings and Regina Pats coming up at 7 here at Rogers Place. Andrew Peard is going to call the game on oilkings.ca. Well... This is uh, this is a much hyped matchup, mm-hmm. isn't it, with Bedard coming to town? Yeah, it is, and you know that's going to be the beauty of having Connor Bedard in the Western Hockey League this year. It's it's kind of the traveling road show number ninety eight for the Regina <laughs> Pats because honestly, I mean you can come down to this game tonight; it'll cost you twenty bucks. Next year when you want to go see him, it's going to cost you a whole lot more money. So um, with that, and you're going to watch him dominate this league. I mean, he did it at sixteen years old, scored fifty one goals last year, first sixteen year old to ever do that in the Western Hockey League, and we've had some good ones come through here. Um, so. It, He's special to watch. And for the Edmonton Oil Kings, this is great early on in the year. You get sort of a hyped-up matchup. It's a young group, and you can see how they're going to respond to, you know, being sort of uh, in the headlines and uh, under the lights here at Rogers Place. All right, so I, I will ask you th- this question, and it's 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 not entirely a fair question, <laughs> but I'll ask you anyway. Because, okay, so the, the generational players, so you've, you've gone – uh, what's the the sequence most people say? Like uh, Orr, Gretzky, Mario, Lindros, Crosby, McDavid. Mm-hmm. Is Bedard, is he the, the next generational guy in your mind? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you just look at what he has accomplished so far at such a young age. Um, being the first exceptional status player in the WHL is, is a feat in itself, seeing as um, you know, it's never been done before. Granted, way back when our, our buddy Cam Moon played in the league, there were a ton of 15-year-olds running right. around. They just didn't have anything called the exceptional right. status, but <laughs> none of them did what he did. Um, and I don't think Connor McDavid at 16 years old scored 50 goals in the Ontario Hockey League. I might be wrong on that stat, but no, 
I, I, I do think he is generational. I still think there's some stuff to clean up in his game. And we, I think we saw that at the World Juniors. Uh, there were some lapses defensively. He's going to have to learn to play the full 200-foot game, much like we watched Connor McDavid develop over the last few years uh, into his game. But no, I, I think it's fair to, to say he's the next generational one. And he's done nothing but live up to the hype so far behind him. And um, you look at it on opening weekend, scores a hat trick against the Moose Jaw right. Warriors. He's off and rolling, ready to go. Okay, so... The style of, okay, and they just showed this incredible goal he scores here. There's a WHL highlight pack playing on the scoreboard. So, but it is interesting with these players, right? Because, I mean, the ones I've seen, I, I mean, I'm not old enough to remember Bobby Orr. Gretzky and Lemieux was when I was growing up watching hockey into my teens. Mm -hmm. Prolific point producers in different ways. I mean, sure, of course, they could both see the ice, but... You know, Lemieux, if he decided he was going to steamroll you and, and just power the puck through the goalie, he'd do it. That yeah. wasn't Gretzky's game so much. I mean, McDavid and Crosby are both prolific players, but I think they do it differently. How does Bedard do it? What's his style? And he will be differently as well. He's a goal scorer, right? It's So picture Austin Matthews and then shrink him down <laughs> about six <laughs> inches, and that's Connor Bedard. But um, he's he's got the elite shot, his ability to get off his shot. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. He can have that puck right up against his foot next thing you know it's off the crossbar and in and, and what I also like about him is just how shifty he is the way he gets around the ice the way he finds some of that soft ice some of that open ice um, you know he, he's very advantageous when he's out on the ice um, he, he He's different from everybody else that you've mentioned. That's what makes him so special, and I think that's what leads you to a generational player. It's something that really you've never seen before, and uh, as the game evolves, we're, we're seeing different-looking generational players because not long ago, a guy like Connor Bedard, um, you just look at his height and weight and say, well, forget him. Yeah. But now uh, you can be a little bit smaller and still be effective. he's, what, five ten. He's listed at five foot ten. I, right. I'm not sure that he's five foot eight, to be honest <laughs> with you. But I mean, he is stockier though. He he's got some weight on his body, which which certainly helps yeah. him. But um, yeah, special player um, and probably one of the best goal scorers we'll we'll see in the WHL for for quite some time. Okay, uh, in the final 90 seconds we got here, uh, Oil Kings, you know, incredible season last year. So, some change. I know they started 0 and 2, but how did they play against the Rebels? I thought they played great. I mean, it's a it's a much younger team for anyone that came down to to watch the Oil Kings run to the championship last year gone are a lot of those names there there are still a few holdovers but it's it's a team that's built around the 17 year olds and the 18 year olds whereas last year it was the 20 year olds and the 19 year olds so this team is still learning how to win um, they made some positive steps down in red deer they're in a tied game 3-3 uh, last four minutes of the game and mistake cost them so now it's a matter of learning from those mistakes they got luke pierce behind the bench uh, and i think he'll make sure that uh, they are up to snuff here against regina all right just coming out onto the ice for uh for the warm now is there any chance they're getting anybody back from the NHL? Uh, well, we'll keep our eye on Dylan Gunther. Obviously, okay. he's not AHL eligible, so uh, if the Arizona Coyotes deem that he'd be better served to come back for another year of junior hockey, uh, we can expect him back at some point. Um, whether that's at the end of Arizona's uh, preseason schedule or maybe after nine games, I, I would okay. be shocked if he doesn't play some regular season games. But uh, I do feel like he will come back to, to junior hockey this year. And, you know, he'll finally get the opportunity to play at the World Juniors. Obviously, he couldn't do it uh, in the summertime as he was recovering from an injury. So uh, I think that's the one guy to keep a lookout for. Okay. Andrew, I love having you on like this before games, man. Have a great call tonight. This is going to be fun. It's my pleasure, Reed, anytime. That is Andrew Peart, play-by-play voice for the Oil Kings. He has this one on oilkings.ca. It starts at seven as they take on the Regina Pats. Uh, we got plenty more to get to, including Elks linebacker Trey Watson when we bring you back to Inside Sports on 630 Chet.